You're listening to American Citizens, a Manchester City podcast by American journalists. Sterling. Tight, but he keeps it in, and De Bruyne is there! And it is dead level now. Manchester City are still alive here. Balotelli, Aguero! Your hosts, Josh Webb and Gray Patrick. Hey, everybody, and welcome to an international break edition of City Watch's American Citizens podcast. My name is Gray. I am joined, as usual, by Josh. Hello, Josh. What up? And our third wheel today, our fellow American citizen, our our legal pro, Ian O'Neill, is back with us for a second time, I believe. Welcome back to the pod, Ian. Thank you. Um, so we actually have found a number of things to talk about today, despite the fact that City have not played a competitive football match in, well, technically a little over a week, but it's given the Tottenham performance has probably been a little bit more than that. Um, so we're, we're going to get right into it. And our, our friends at the mothership have, well, they've only gone and sat down and talked to Marty Perinow, who is, as you may or may not know, the author of Pep Confidential, which is the rather famous now among Manchester City fans book written with unparalleled access to Guardiola's first year at Bayern Munich. So Perinow is a man who is deeply familiar with Guardiola's methods, his skills, how he handles teams, what he looks for. He is probably, you're not going to get much of a better authority than that. And he sat down with Asan on the City Watch podcast um, if you have not listened to it, you need to go to cfcwatch.com. You can follow the City Watch podcast on Twitter as well. Um, they are located at City Watch Pod. So if you haven't heard it, you need to hear it. Um, and it's a simple email sign up, but we have exclusively, we can, we're going to play a little bit of this. And it's going, I'm going to use this to preface the question of roughly, what because Perinow in the interview sits down and says something about how the first three months of Guardiola's tenure is go, was always at Manchester City. It was going to be about fostering team spirit and that we may be seeing something else to come. And I'm going to play a little bit of that right now. But this Manchester City is not the real Manchester City. It's only a draft, a first draft. Yes. Um I think now, after after the matches of uh, the national teams of the two next weeks, I think we'll start the second the second step of Pep uh, uh, at Manchester City. First, the first step, uh, Pep wanted a, a, an emotional start with a strong team spirit. Mm-hmm. If if you know every player after the after Every match, um, with the media set, uh, we have a team spirit. Mm-hmm. Every people, Clichy, Kolarov, Sanya, Silva, Fernandinho, every, every, every player said the same words. We have a strong team spirit. So the first goal of, P- of Pep during these three months are not... About the the playing model, but especially um, a goal of emotional to create an excitement between be, be, within the team to create this team spirit. So I thought that was real interesting um, myself, 
And I wanted to get the panel's take here on, you know, where we're going with that. We, we seem to have that team spirit instilled. Now, is there going to be another tactical evolution, I guess? It's, it's, that's sort of the implication that I took from that. Maybe I'm wrong. But um, I, I, I guess now with we have the international break, as, as we're listening to this, is almost over. So I, I'm going to go to Josh first and, and ask, um, are, what, what do you think is a tactical innovations? Is there going to be a next step in tactics at Manchester City? Because, you know, we, we've got some big games coming up. you got Everton, and then you've got Barcelona just lurking over the shoulder. So I'm interested to hear what you have to say about that. Sure. Um, you know, it's funny you say this, because there's been listeners that have tweeted that directly at us. I know you've seen some of the tweets, Gray. Um, I truly believe that when it comes to Manchester City's evolution... I don't think you're going to see... Like, what people picture in their mind is Guardiola football. What sort of people think about with with Bayern, you know, those last two years. Um, I think City's going to look a bit more like Bayern in their first year. There seem to be injury problems that are mounting. Just kind of like every time Pep got someone else back, you have... He had something happen at Bayern. Well, I mean, hello. You know, every time he gets two guys back, now Bakari Sanya is gone, you know? So it's sort of... Pep's never had his best 11. And if we could be frank for a second, and I'll turn it over to Ian, because I don't want to take up all the good talking points, but let's just be real, dude. Not every one of these guys at this point is meant to be a Manchester City player. And Ian, I'll let you pick it up from there. Yeah, actually, I was just going to say what you said. Um, whenever I think about Zabaleta, I always think that he would be a really good player, like in an over-30 league. I, he's just, he's not going to be around next year. He's just not going to be. So it's, um, the, the evolution in tactics, I think, is going to be, it has to come along with an evolution in the, uh, in what, you know, which players we, we have. Um, I don't really, I don't know if this is negative, but I don't really expect too much from this year, um, in Europe anyway. Um, kind of, I'm just waiting for next season uh, to see uh, what what Pep really wants to do. I don't know, maybe that's too negative. No, I don't think I, it is. Yeah, I, was, I would agree. I don't think it's too negative. I've, I've said all along, and I know people don't really like hearing this, but this is something of a transitional year because this is not, not every player on this team is... You know, if Guardiola had the choice, there are, I guarantee you, people that he would rather have than some of the guys that we're starting right now. And I'm not going to name names, but and I'm I not think trying he'd to... rather put Arteta back out there than some of the people. <laughs> I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to name names, and I'm not trying to be negative here, because it's just a simple fact. He inherited a team that, that started to been being molded into the proper sort of Guardiola side, but it wasn't there yet, and it still isn't. And that's not a criticism of necessarily of players and their skills and what have you it's just simple there are guardiola players and there are not guardiola players and that's just it's not meant to be rude it's just the way it is um so there i I agree to an extent that i think that there is a limit to what he can do you know at least flexibly this year results wise i don't know but obviously results come you know that's a secondary thing the way you play is priority one to Guardiola results are important no one's going to dispute that but he is more concerned with getting the style down and then the results will come and the results have come with the exception of the last couple games so I understand the concepts but I also at the same time think that there is a limit to what some of these guys can be made to do and I think he knows that Yeah, that's kind of where I sit with it. I look at everything and I say, okay, a lot of these guys have been loyal and faithful servants, but I think there's an air of sentimentality that exists within the English game, which, if we're being real, can prevent you from winning titles. And, you know, all right, I I just wanted to, to, to look at somebody like Xavi. 
Xavi is the ultimate servant for Barcelona. Like, they're... I don't really know any other way to phrase it. I just don't. Xavi is greatness. But Barca knew when his time was up, and they told him it's time to go. They gave him a setting, uh, a send-off befitting of a man who had served that club like he had served Barcelona, and City should do the same for Zabaleta and a few others, but it's time to show them the door. It's just, I totally agree. There's no other way to get around it. You can't... You don't win titles with sentimentality. You win titles with players who can be and remain available to 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 play. They can be on the pitch. I, I don't I love company, man. I love the dude with all my heart. <laughs> but he cannot stay on the pitch. What is he doing for City not playing? Just yeah, can we go back to the uh, the first thing, the team spirit thing? Can I real briefly ask you guys, what was your visceral reaction to the no Wi-Fi thing? <laughs> um, Welcome I, to everyone else's experience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I just, I didn't think, and I don't want this to turn into like this cult of Pep where we're like, well, if Pep says it's okay, then it's okay. Because that's not healthy and that doesn't my do, point. do any favors. It's not okay. Yeah, I just I, I didn't think that much of it at first. Um, I think Zabaleta said that it was overstated, and I don't know how truthful he was being or how well he was quoted or what have you. But you know, I think there's a limit to what you can expect from these guys. Um, I I think it's fair to say that. They need. There's a point where it goes from um, trusting them and treating them like adults to just sort of the nanny state. I guess is the one way I would put it. You know, I didn't think that much of it, but I also didn't think too hard about it. I guess is what I would say. Yeah, my reaction was. Uh, my reaction was, why are people whining about this? Like, you're there to do a job. Name any other job where it's acceptable to be on your your mobile during hours that you're working. Oh wait. You're not. Like, it's a job. They're there to do a job. Oh, no, they can't. Do you realize what we're discussing here? We're discussing players not being able to get mobile in training, on the training ground. It's called a training ground. I mean, that's that's my gut reaction to it. Like, I, I think that there are times, and, and Gray is absolutely right, where... You don't want to go too far because then you're almost treating the players like children. And, and that can have a negative effect in the dressing room. But there are little pepisms that he does to foster a family environment. And I can't count the number of parents who I've heard of who've said, Okay, kids, we're going on vacation. Put your mobiles in the bag. You know, like, we're not going to be playing games and on our phones the whole weekend. We're going to get out. We're going to talk to people. This is a problem in society. Everybody's head is buried in their phone. And I understand why Pep would do it when he's been handed nearly a freaking half billion dollars to, to repair, restore, and turn this team into a landmark name in world football. I can understand why he wouldn't want his players playing Candy Crush on the training ground. Okay, I think uh, you answered my question for sure. <laughs> Sorry to take that detour. It's okay. We're all about detours. Yeah, we encourage detours, Ian. No um, apologies necessary. Yeah. If you've got, like, we're, we're like basically we said. we're the giant construction zone of Manchester City pods. We are. We're still so, we're always okay. in progress. <laughs> Just like Michigan roads. All right. Um, the uh, the other point that I wanted to to bring up from there was the inevitable question was asked because there is sort of that general sentiment that you get Guardiola for three years and then you say goodbye and you hope that he's won all this, all of the things for you, basically. Um, there, that has obviously been something of the prevailing wisdom. At the same time, I think a few of us have dared to dream that maybe 
these are the working conditions that Pep valued. These are the people that Pep wants to work with. And there is a desire down there to build something of a dynasty. So, obviously, we're not working Add on any in inside the youth information. of the players that they Correct. brought in, like Moreno, etc. Guys who aren't going to be ready now, but are world-class talents. Correct. So, I don't expect anyone to have an answer. And I, Perino didn't even really have a, an answer because, you know, he just got here was basically his answer. Um, and that's completely fair. But... Um, obviously none of us have any real insider information, so we're just sort of going off hunches and instincts here, but what do you rate the chances of, and I'll turn this over to Ian first, what do you rate the chances of Guardiola staying beyond the three years that he originally agreed on his contract? I would say it's it's greater than 50%. And I have no real knowledge, obviously, but I just felt that his move to City was different. There was something different about it. And it seemed like he was getting settled in for a longer period than just three years. But again, that's just speculation. Yeah, uh, I'm with Ian, though I'm slightly more confident. Um, I look at all the things you've said, Gray, and I sort of look at the situation surrounding, like, Pep's already had a lot of the best jobs in football. Uh, he's not going to take Real Madrid. It ain't going to happen. So you could, by virtue of knowing Pep, you can eliminate that as as a high-end job that he would take. Um, Now, after being at Manchester City and his love for the guys in the club, I don't think he would ever, ever take a job like Manchester United. I don't. I think that this type of loyalty means something. Uh, So now you're looking at, okay, where would he go? I guess he could go and coach Dortmund in the Bundesliga if he really wanted to go back to Germany. I mean, Bayern are whining like crazy right now, led by Karl-Heinz Rummenigge himself. But props to Uli Hoeneß for putting him in his place, and I hope he does the same to Holger Badstuber. Like, Bayern players who couldn't stay healthy at all during Pep Guardiola's reign are complaining about all Pep's management. Look, dude, you weren't available. Why would he talk to you? Like, just get over it. Move on. Um, yeah, it just, it feels different, doesn't it? Um, and, and maybe that's everybody talking themselves into this notion that Guardiola is going to be here longer, at City longer, than anywhere else he's ever been. But you look at the way he goes about things. You look at the actions that he's taken. Uh, you sort of look at the things that he's doing with the club. And I don't know where he goes after this. Great, you and I have said that we both believe La Masia is 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 the end for Pep. That's that's yeah, where he'll I mean, go. Here's the, here's the thing that I would add to that, and it is something that he has said many times um, when discussing his ambitions. He wants to experience different football cultures. So for that reason. I don't really see him going back somewhere he's already been. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, Barcelona is always going to be special, and we've discussed the La Masia thing, and that's you know all that's left is you, really. I and that's that's what I'm getting at like experiencing different football cultures. He's done Spain, and he's not going to manage a team in Spain other than Barcelona. He's done Germany, and I don't think he would ever go back to Germany to manage anyone other than Bayern Munich, and he's never going to manage Bayern Munich again. Um, that leaves you Italy, which, like you said, Juve. Um, PSG? It leaves, yeah, I was, I was going to say it leaves Dude, France, can, which can is PSG, we, can, but I don't really see that happening. Can, can we be frank about PSG? Like, PSG may eventually win a European title, but nobody cares about Lido. And that's not, <laughs> and that's not the whole, oh, I don't like it, so nobody cares about it, which is what people tend to say. Nobody watches Liga really. Like it doesn't have the same push. Like, but uh, for instance, Bundesliga you can find on Fox. You've got the Premier League on NBC. You've even got Serie A on BN. And I know that they also show Liga games, but the Serie A games seem to come with more production value, whereas the the Liga games appear to be just a camera stuck at the top of 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 the media tent. 
and they're just kind of like looking down on it. The production quality is very low. Like, QSI obviously picked... My, I, feel, I almost feel bad for QSI. Because it's like, the only thing that they can do is win the Champions League. Because outside of that, nobody is going to give a shit. Like, how many Liga titles did they win in a row? They did a damn domestic quadruple. And they were still called failures because they lost to Manchester City. I would add to that, will Guardiola manage for QSI after no. managing for Abu Dhabi? No. Because there is a real off-pitch rivalry there. And... um you know, we got to them first. Would they want, you know, I mean, you're you're running out of destinations that aren't beneath him, if you ask me, um, because he's already run the gauntlet of three of the best leagues in Europe, um, which leaves you with, you know, the stature of Italy, not what it once was. Juve's stature is great, but um, his expectation again would be to similar to Bayern, except on steroids. You better win the Champions League because we expect you to win everything else already. The same would go for PSG. I, I would add though that Juve and in the Italian crowd, Juventus hasn't won the Champions League. But if you look at their run of success, it's been no, they've been nowhere near slaughtered the way. Oh yeah, they, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I think within Italy. Managing Juventus, like I could see that for Pep. That would I be think the, the I only think, other yeah. place. I think the Italian culture would appeal to him more oh, than so much. And more if than Roma anything else suddenly too. got good, oh God. Yeah, well, I you know we're we're again talking about is is that on his level? I don't know, but the, that's one part of my answer. Um, is that he's running? He's frankly he's running out of places to go. Um, Unless he's like I said, he starts going to places that would his resume dictates be beneath him, um, and and that is the other thing is that Pep values by all accounts perfect working conditions, and for better or worse, this is his club now, and I don't think anyone's going to get away in the way of that as long as the likes of um, Bajiristan and Soriano are around, so. Uh, he was obviously he left Barcelona in big part because he the president and the board and it just constantly at odds and it took its toll on him. He left Bayern in part because their board was not always 100 percent behind him. They sold players that he wanted to keep, um, things like that. By all accounts, it sure looks like Pep Guardiola has full control over ins and outs at Manchester City. Um, and like I said. I don't see that power disappearing as long as the people who hired him are still here. And they don't look like they're going anywhere either. So, Oh, sorry. I just wanted to add in. The only thing I'd say about the Bayern thing is I do think that the relationship deteriorated when Uli Hoeneß wound up in prison. I think before then, because it's even mentioned in Pep Confidential, it is mentioned that that first year, Pep Guardiola truly felt he had everything he needed and he oh, yeah. said as much. It was the perfect working condition. But then once Uli went to jail and Rumenegi took over, the, the, you know, a lot of the chief principal decision makings, uh, that's when the relationship deteriorated and it became apparent Guardiola wasn't going to be there beyond the three years. Right. So I, I, I think that that's, that's I think it's a big part of it is that he's that infrastructure at City, that support at City is not going anywhere. You know, it's it's these people look like they're here. The ownership is here for the long haul, and the infra or the uh, the hierarchy it looks like appear to be here for at least another several years. They don't look like they're going anywhere either. So I think that yes, there is a better than fifty-fifty chance that we are going to see Guardiola stay for longer than three years. I don't know about 10 years or anything like that, but I think we might see him extend his stay, but it's we're, we're four months into year one. So who knows what will change, but I agree with both of you that that's kind of where we stand at this point. Yeah. I just want to add that, you know, there, there will come a time uh, when city are too big a club to just, 
want him to stay around. I mean, we shouldn't. I mean, I guess right now it's like, oh yes, he's finally come to City, but in reality, City are continuing to grow, and a, a, a you know a club that large isn't going to necessarily want a manager to stay forever. So I think he'll naturally have to go as the as the club gets uh, bigger and bigger. Yeah, I think that's a very fair yeah, point. Yeah, that's actually a really solid point, Ian. I mean, <clears throat> I don't think by any means people shouldn't interpret that as like City are going to run him out the door. But you look at any top club, be it Barca, be it anything, there's never been, you know, Sir Alex Ferguson is sort of, like, when people look at that, I, I look at Sir Alex Ferguson and I say, this is probably what happens, <laughs> like, American, that that's what American college sports used to shoot for, like, guys who stay 20, 30 years, you know, lifers, as they used to call them, um, I think that most businessmen and, and most people plugged into sports around the world have seen just how bad that can turn out um, and how many skeletons in the closet can come out when, when a person who's been there for 30 years is ousted. Um, now, I don't think any of that type of stuff is necessarily going to happen w- with Ferguson or with Guardiola or any any of that stuff, but... I do think that there's an inherent danger in having one manager at one club for an extended length of time. Ferguson is a relic and it'll never happen again, if we can be honest. Um, I think inevitably with every situation, no matter how much turnover there is, there is going to be a point where you're not necessarily tuned out by the players, but your message doesn't have the same impact as it once did. And... That day will come, and I think that City and Pep, whether it's three years, five years, seven years, um, there will be a mutual parting of the ways, I think. Um, but I, I agree with the fact that a club like City isn't going to want to feel like they're in stasis. So I think that's a really good point, and I'm glad he brought that up, Ian. Um I don't know if anyone has anything to add to this particular topic before we move on to transfer fun, but... Um, no, I'm ready for transfer fun. Oh, I I'm think... ready for trans... I wish we had music to, to go into transfer talk. <laughs> okay. Tra- anyway, tra- I'm excited. Tra- let's go. Music. Let's go. Trans- <laughs> it's transfer fun time. Um, go. Let's... So, this... Over the last uh, week or so, um, there has been something of an abundance, given that we're in season still, of... Somewhat reliably sourced Manchester City transfer rumors. And heading that list is a name that came up in summer, kind of late in the summer and kind of unreliably, and we kind of dismissed it as being a pipe dream outright right away. That name being Arsenal's right back Hector Bellerin. Um, This time it seems that there's a bit more to it because you have some of the more reliable UK papers sending that out first and foremost. And second, there are reports that Barca are also after him, but he himself would prefer to work under Pep at Manchester City. Um, we brought up Bellerin. I think Joe Bailey was on on a, re- on a recent podcast. His name came up, and um, I think we were in complete agreement that it would be perfect. Um, and we've also seen the names Alex Grimaldo and um, I saw Juan Bernat come up as well at Bayern from Bayern that is Um, but gentlemen it looks like we are finally getting some real movement toward addressing this fullback problem that we've harped on about forever Um, so let's start with Bellerin you know I'm not even going to I I feel like I would be silly to even ask if if we are all in agreement that this would be a fantastic thing. So, um just assess it and does this is excite you as much as it excites me in theory. Definitely excites me a lot. I mean, it's it's absolutely perfect, right? He's from uh La Masia. He's not 30 years old. Um and he's exactly what we need. So, the only question is um how much is Arsenal going? Arsenal going to make us pay for him? That's it. I would I would add by the way that not only all all that you said, but he will count as homegrown for for purposes because he's been with Arsenal for so long. So that's not for nothing in this in this environment. Um, 
That's important. Yeah, it is. Uh, Josh, you had some. We we were we wanted to get into a debate on you know what what are we talking about here to to make this happen, and I expect that it's not something that will happen until next summer, but. I'll let you go ahead, really. I don't know if it will happen until next summer, but I can see a situation where Manchester City are like, yeah, if we're going to do this, let's just do it. Like, Well, I, I think Manchester City moves, would like that. but I, I don't think major moves happen during the winter break, but every now and again that they've been known to surprise... I don't. I just don't see it as long as Arsenal are still in the Champions League. Well, he would be cup tied. Right. Yeah, he but, would. But even beyond that, he would be cup tied, and if they're still in the Champions League, there's no way they're going to want to sell him in the middle of a Champions League campaign. True, and they're not really going to be knocked out of the group stage by then. I don't think. No, I don't think so. And and you're looking. I don't know when the group stage ends, actually. It'll end before then, but I think they'll get through the, the group is the thing. And the other thing I would add is, you know, I think it's a situation where if he tells them he wants to go, he would be told, you know, okay, hang tight till summer. Yeah. And yeah, we'll, 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 we'll make this happen, maybe, you know. Maybe. If, yeah. if we come in with a bid, we'll put a price tag on you, what have you. But, you know, I, I think it's a summer deal, if, it, if anything. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. It would be nice if it happened this year, but I think City are going to have to. And also, this whole Grimaldo thing, like, everybody kept mentioning him, but nobody really brought up the fact that the dude just signed. Like, he isn't going anywhere. Like, I mean, maybe after a year, sure, but, like, they're not going to just sign the guy for half a season, you know? Like, Grimaldo just signed a five-year deal with Bonfica, I think. And uh, I, I just, I don't see them being like, oh, okay, yeah, we got six months out of him here. No, it's not going to happen. So, uh, but but to Bellerin, I'm not going to labor on about him because I've already said everything they're possibly to say nice about that guy. But I will say it needs to happen. It just, it needs to happen and that's it. Yeah, I agree. It's almost like, to go back to where we were talking about um, with Pep staying, if if City make this deal, if they get this thing done, I think that demonstrates that, yes, Pep does have the support that he wants because there's no way that he doesn't want him. I would also add that the added benefit of this is that they'll burn down the Emirates, to be quite frank with you. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, I'm 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 being tongue in cheek, but I can only imagine the Arsenal fans after another top player gets sold to Manchester City. It was just they would be furious, and it won't even matter if Wenger is still in charge or not. Um, yeah, it's it's ideal. Oh, Jose Gaia was the other name, another Valencia product that that I that was listed. But you know. I, it's hard to think of a more perfect fit, and I think it's another example of of you know we 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 call we've we've used the term the pep effect both on on the field and off, and I think this is another example of the off the field pep effect. You know, I don't know that we're convincing a player who is our who is at Arsenal and has Barcelona circling around him to make them their right back for the next ten years, probably. Um, you know. I, that's another deal that, and we're obviously taught we're we're dealing in speculation here. This is this seems to be a long, long, long way from 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 being finished or anything close to finished. But whether it's smoke, you know, I think the interest is completely legitimate, and it doesn't surprise me to hear that it's mutual interest. So I think it's another example of possibly the pep effect manifesting itself, and with regard to transfers, because it's another thing that I just. I think they have interest in, like you say, last year. But I think that they're facing much more of a battle under someone else than they are than they might be if the rumors are to be believed um, when they do go in after this, I think. All right, next player. Next position, right? I think we next. need to talk about a forward, right? Josh? Uh, yeah, let's talk about some Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, 
You're one of your favorite topics I've noticed since we started doing this podcast. I, I can't even begin to tell you how much I love Obama Yang as a player and have always loved Obama Yang as a player. Um, look, man, uh, it, it came up that he wanted to leave Dortmund, and now that presents an interesting challenge for Dortmund who want to unload him but they're going to want the kind of money that he should probably command now there's only a certain number of clubs that can pay that fee and one of those clubs won't be buying anybody for a while um and 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 you know I was a bit surprised actually that uh, Real Madrid of course you, you had that gaseous windbag uh, Florentino Perez saying you can't add the perfection you know, we'll see how you feel when your team's bottoming out in the second half yeah, they, they haven't exactly been making running riot through the through La Liga this year have they? Nah dude Florentino Perez is like he's a cancer um, but you know they passed on their opportunity they passed uh, and now they have a transfer ban in place because they were confident that they would beat it. They didn't. And all of a sudden, now Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang has become apparently uh, disturbed with... I don't know. I, 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 I don't know why he'd want to leave Dortmund. It seems like they're doing really, really, really well. For, I, I mean... For, Do you, here, I'll, I'll answer that with a question. Uh, all right, go ahead. Do you think Dortmund can win the Champions League? Yes, they got to the final. The three years ago. It will sure. be four years ago by the end of the season. Sure, three years ago. But you're talking about a team that... He wasn't even on that team. No, he wasn't. And and I'm saying, by and large, I would consider that team slightly worse than this one. Maybe a bit better defensively, but certainly nowhere near as good up front. Nowhere near. And I, I don't know. Dortmund to me are are kind of a weird. Maybe it's just because I like Dortmund so much that I believe they can win the Champions League. But I yeah, uh, I'm more skeptical than you are, I think. Okay, that. fair enough. So so we say he wants to move. Now you've got to figure out where you can place him. And that pretty much well, City, do you want to spend that kind of money? Now, here's my question to you two. What point would uh, would there be in in uh, bringing Obama Yang on to a f- attacking lineup that already consists of Sergio Aguero, Kevin De Bruyne, Leroy Sané, Raheem Sterling, uh, Gabriel Jesus, Marlos Moreno... Kalechi Iannaccio. Where are you putting him? I have no idea. <laughs> well, I think you put him in front of all those players, don't you? So he's, he's as good as we're talking he, about. He's replacing Sergio Aguero, then. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> why not? Why, just Aguero, think about why we want of, him. Yeah, I know. I just... Okay. I, 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 I just, yeah, no. Like, Sergio Aguero <laughs> is the deadliest striker in the Premier League for me. Here's, I, I, here's, here's my, here's a question I'm going to, uh, another question I'll ask about this. Are you going to pay, you know, I'm going to throw out some numbers, 50, 60 million pounds, because I can't imagine Obama Yang comes cheap. For a guy who's turning 28 next June, um... I know that we've talked about, you know, resale value or what, you know, age and stuff on this. to go is what, Gray? When attributes of a player, what's one of the first things to go as they get older? Speed. Speed. What's Obama Yang known for? Speed. Yeah, I'm not replacing him. I'm not replacing Aguero with him. I'm just not 100. I'm just not sure that it's a solid investment for Manchester City. Um, If we're talking a 50, 60 million investment in... In Obama Yang, um, you know, it's an open question where you put him, who he displaces. He'd have to he, play on the wing for me. Yeah, and that's you know, I don't know if that's the best thing for him. He's only a year younger than Aguero is, so it's not like you're you're lining up a real long term replacement. Um, so that's that's my that's that's a lot less injury prone though. 
a lot less injury prone, but you know, I just I'm just skeptical that it's a fit, and I'm not sure. You know, he basically confirmed that Man City targeted him in the summer. I'm not sure who that was instead of or perhaps ahead of, but it's I I don't see a natural fit um, for for several reasons that I've outlined. So, you know, it would be fun. But, you know, I think maybe you might look at a Chelsea, maybe, that, that, that always seem to be in the market for forwards every year. And Diego Costa, as we've discussed, doesn't necessarily seem long for that club at this point. Um, I mean, we'll see, but... You know, I you, just, Ian, what would you do with him? You're you're the one that's in favor of him. So, well, out, outline this for us. Not not that not that anybody is going to say, "Oh, that's stupid." It's certainly just a different train of thought. I'm just curious to see, okay, how would you play this out if if you were front office? What what would be your call to action, so to speak? Well, um, I think I don't. I don't think there are that many better forwards right now. So I would want to have him come in. I mean, if, you know, I'm assuming people listening to this have seen him play and seen him play a lot. And where you said it would be fun. It would be fun. I mean, he's a, he's an interesting player in terms of, you know, he's fast. He's definitely fast, but he's also a very good finisher. And if he's looking to move and he can't go to Madrid – I don't know why you don't get him. If he has to play out on the wing, that's fine. But it, he should be in the starting 11 for City if they can buy him. He's that good of a player. So let me ask you something, Gray. Try and maybe like bring you over to, to Ian's school of thought. So Sané comes on, and we don't know how good or what this kid's going to be. Whether or not he's going to pan out, whether or not it's going to work out, do you possibly begin look at looking at saying, okay, let's just continue to bolster this team with talent, Whichever sticks, we keep. Whichever doesn't, we move on. And at any rate, you're going to get money back from some of those players. If Sané comes to the Premier League, but it doesn't pick up, he's going to get picked back up in the Bundesliga. You know, he's going to return back home to Germany. He's going to get his... his whatever the hell you want to call it, back on, ta- back on track. Um... And, and I'm, I'm not trying to write off a player. This is a hypothetical what if for, for those of you sharpening your pitchforks. Um, is, the, is it a possibility to start running Manchester City like a club who brings players in and, and some of these guys you just kind of have to work for your spot? Because right now, if I had Piero Emmerich Aubameyang on the squad, he would be playing ahead of Leroy Sene. But Sané's not playing much. You know, no, that I know, it, but I'm, it doesn't really answer the question how you get him in the 11. I would put him on the left side ahead of Nolito, to be honest with you. But the problem that's, there, that's the, but, yeah. but, but the problem there is, is that Nolito serves a tactical purpose. Right. I mean, that's, we don't that's know, the obvious solution. Right. We don't know what Obama Yang's... But here's the thing. Here's what we do know. Obama Yang has played gegenpressing basically for, you know, about as long as as you can remember. Uh, This is a guy who understands how to press, how to track down. So a lot of the fundamentals are there. I'm halfway in between you and Ian in the thought that He's better than some of the players we have, but not quite good enough to displace some of the people that we've talked about. Well, you have a yeah. fair argument. I just, I just love the guy. I mean, yeah. that's that's there, there, that's, guess, uh, that's what I think. Is, yeah, I think there there is something to be said for buy the best players and find a way to fit them in. But I also don't think that's the way Guardiola operates. So, um, you know. Like I said, it's fun. I like it in theory. I'm just, you know, where's the where's the fit? Where is is this a, is he a puzzle piece that fits in? And you know, I don't 
I'm not convinced. Um, it's like as they say, where's the beef? Yeah. Um, I'm, I don't disagree with, you know, the, his attributes. And I don't think City are terribly concerned about resale value. But, um, you know, I just... I hear how you, long right? does he have at the very top of his game? Is it three years? Is it, you know, I'd buy him for three years. But it's... That's what I'm talking about. I, 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 I mean, I feel like I've said my piece on this. this that's kind of what I'm talking about, though. I just want to get one more strung-out answer from you. You look at some of these young talents that City had to develop. Raheem Sterling's flying, flying right now, but if he dips in form at any point in time, he has a habit of crashing and crashing hard. Right. At the same time, I we haven't really seen him had to have to deal with adversity under Guardiola yet. It's will coming. it be different? Will I? I know it's coming. I I just don't know. Will it be different or will it not be different? You know, I don't know that we can answer that with any confidence either no. way. No, I can't. So you know, we're we're it's it it feels the best way I can put it is it feels like a luxury signing, or it would be a luxury signing. It definitely, yeah, I agree. It definitely feels that way. It definitely probably is that way. But it's a luxury signing that I want oh so very badly. <laughs> it's right. I guess um, we, okay, we can agree on that then, I guess. Yeah. I okay. mean, ultimately, I suppose it's not our job to agree on everything. So, you know, good old-fashioned conflict. Um, there, there, We've seen a couple of left-backs, too, um, that have come up. Um, all the, all the names I mentioned earlier were were, uh, were Bur- left backs. Bernard was... is the name that tickles me the most. What Grimaldo, Grimaldo, and Bernard and Gaia from Valencia. All three of them. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that last one right, but again, um, all three of them are left backs. And I don't know how much you know. Feel free to talk about if any of those tickle your fancy. Um. I, I don't know, dude. I, I Like I said about Grimaldi or Grimaldo or whatever the heck, um, he's a guy that's been at Bonfica for less than a year. Um, it may work out. It may not work out. Um, we're eyeing a talent that's that's been, I guess, being eyed since he moved, you know? Um, and I just don't... I feel like it's that's, that's the sort of Mangala type buying that has gotten city in trouble in the past and i'd sooner just say okay let's wait it out on bellerin or bernat and and then swoop up on one of those guys uh they're tried they're true especially within guardiola's system it makes sense um and 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 like we covered at the top of the hour you're really not going to get uh you're not going to get anybody of substance in January. So everything that's going to be done, anything that you get in January is going to be an extremely raw product that one party is snickering as they let him go. And the other party's cl- crossing their fingers thinking, God, I hope this works out. Yeah. Um, you know, we're talking about Bernat is definitely the most proven at the highest level. There's no doubt about that, um, because you know plays for Bayern. Um, so I would tend, to, I would tend to agree with you on that. It's not that Valencia, where where Gaia plays, it's not that they're a bad club, but they've obviously dropped a bit. Um, so yeah, I'm in, I'm inclined to agree that I I, I mean I, while I trust Guardiola's judgment, I'm inclined to agree that I think the safe choice. If you're going out and buying a left back of those three, the safe choice I think is is Juan Bernat at Bayern. That's kind of where I sit on it. Um, Ian, I the only guy that I really am interested in is uh, Rafael Guerrero. Uh, not to go back to Dortmund, but as a left back, that's the guy I would want to have. Josh, you're our Dortmund correspondent. What does, what does that make you feel like? Uh, I feel like Dortmund aren't going to be in the interest of selling us too many players, especially if we're coming after Obama Yang. They've had kind of snide things to say about us already. Um, I'm just not sure how well that's going to go in in, in, in 
the business dealings of it all, if that makes sense. Um, it may work out, it may not work out, but I think that picking over Dortmund is a strategy that's not going to pay off dividends long term. But, that said, Dortmund has so many good players and are my, my Bundesliga squad of choice. So, yeah. Uh, do you have any thoughts to add so, to that, Greg? He is amazingly yeah. good, by the way. Who, yeah. would you, who would you pick? What would you pick as your left backs? Or right back, full back combination, Gray? Me? Um, I'm, I'm going to stick with Bellerin and Bernat for now. Um, I, 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 feel, I feel safe about that. Um, although I really like, I like Ian Shout. I like it a lot. Um, so that's definitely something that I would also be on board with. But, you know. Whether it's feasible or not, I don't know. So, you know, Ian, yeah. you sound like you're on the, you're on the, yeah, yeah. it's a dream, I guess. I don't know. It's, uh, it's okay to dream. We like to right. dream. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's not impossible, you know? I, I mean, uh, I don't think Guerrero was really on a lot of people's lists of best left backs until, um, you know, the summer. But, hey, we were talking about left backs. He's my favorite. I brought him up and, you know, maybe it's not. Reasonable fine, with, fine with that, yeah. Josh, pick your fullbacks. Uh, Bernat and Bellerin. All right. Mostly because both guys already know how to play, it would be a very easy adjustment for both. Yeah. And, okay. and the thing I like about Bernat is that there's versatility with him. You can use him as a left back, you can use him as a left winger. I've even seen people use him as, as I mean, a left midfielder, excuse me. I've even seen him used as a left winger. So... There's a lot of different options that you can use with Bernat there on the left-hand side and picking him up. And versatility is something that Pep Guardiola spouses and preaches. Yeah. Um, before we finish this up, I do want to get to the the injury report. Um, some mixed news on that front. Um, we'll start with Aguero's inevitable international muscle injury. It was a calf. Um, it's had to be subbed off, but if he says he's fit for... Tuesday's international fixture against Paraguay for Argentina. So he seems to have lived. I hope they don't play him. Oh, but if, he he's, seems... if he's fit for it, then he can sit for it. That's right. That's exactly how I feel about it. Um, yep. There are reports that Kevin De Bruyne might be back for the Everton game at the weekend, which would be a brilliantly unexpected boost, I think. Yeah, I mean, is that if that's uh, going to happen, that's going to be a lot different than going to the Everton game. Do you have any idea what happened there? Was there some sort of magic that occurred? And it's his magical that magical Barcelona doctor. Clearly. Okay. Oh yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. Pep sent yeah. him. Pep, Pep sent him, and I Pep believe sent him too. His heal, his healing hands. Yeah. Well, I guess it can only work for one at a time. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I was kind of. It was kind of weird though when Pep was talking about him. He's like. This guy is the best doctor in the world. And I just thought that was kind of a weird statement. It's because he's I mean, saying really, Pep why, why don't you hire? Yeah, why don't you hire him then, <laughs> please? Yeah. What's that mean? He's the best yeah. doctor in the world. Anyway. Anyway. Um, so, well, we've gotten the good news out of the way. I think we can all agree that would be enormous, especially even if they can get him back for the Barcelona game. That would be huge. Um, the bad news, on the other hand, is that Bakary Sanya is hurt. Um I saw three weeks in the Daily Mail. I don't know how reliable yeah. that is, but that would obviously rule him out for Barca. So that is a huge concern for me, judging by, judging by how Zabaleta has looked. And I'll let you, you know, the night, all, Ian, nightmare is the right word for it, I think. No, it is. It really is. I mean, I cannot stand international breaks to begin with but it's just it's like you watch every game and just you know something bad's gonna happen Please, and no one is, get hurt yeah and that is the one position that we really needed to make sure and actually the one player we needed to make sure did not get injured in my opinion and it, it happened yay international break fun yeah um so josh ridiculous. how assaulted do you think our, our that flank is going to be by the likes of Neymar and Suarez and Messi with no Sanya. It's, it's just going to be picked apart, dude. Like, Zabaleta, it's, it's... You know, people have been writing and writing and writing that they don't want to see Zabaleta go out like, with with people being angry at him. It's coming. And, and it sucks. 
but he, I don't think it's it's not fair to Zabaleta. They kept him longer no. past his expiration date. No. I think it's it's really not, and I'm really not. not and I'm really displeased with the fact that Manchester City spent so much time and energy chasing I don't know what and did nothing on the fullback side. Like mm-hmm. uh, it it pisses me off that that that. If I, if I have one frustration, it's that everybody in the world knew we needed to bolster the fullback spot, and they didn't do it. And now, City, you're going to pay an immense price for it. Yep, I'm with you there. Um, and like I said, frankly, I feel sorry for Zavaleta because it's not his fault that he's simply not up to that anymore. I don't blame him. Um, nor no, I don't. I don't either. I, yeah. I, like I was, I was watching the, um, you know, when I watched the Spurs game, I've I've watched it, I think four times now, and I I'm cannot by your ability to bear that that many times. I know, no, I'm masochistic, I guess, but um, I I remember just like my wife and I were watching together, and I just remember pointing to him and saying, "Look, honey, he can't. He's too old to play in this game. He can't run fast enough." And she's like, "Yep, that's about right." And <laughs> it's just sad to see. It's just sad. It is. He deserved a better send-off. That he deserves better than this. Because he's everything he was he was a really good player. He, like he a was really one of the best fullbacks in the world on his day. It's just yeah. not going to happen anymore, and it's not his fault. You know, it's. I feel bad for him because he's been put into a system that demands so much of him. But you know, you, you're 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 asking. You're asking too much of him, I think. That's, you know, so I fear for this. I fear it might get ugly, but, you know, Pablo, we love you. We're sorry. It's just... Yeah, we're, hope, we're, hope you get injured or something like yeah. that for the season. You're, you're in our thoughts. <laughs> so, um, but, so um, sad. <laughs> okay. It's so um, sad. Anyway, okay, that's it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to add. Gentlemen, if you have... Before we run off here, if you have anything that you would like to add to to this 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 lovely gathering that we've had here, um, the floor is yours. I've got nothing. Is he on mute again? I'm worthless. No, I just I, I, I <laughs> thought maybe you were gonna say something. So I'm I have, just we have nothing. Yeah, we have nothing. <laughs> but, well, I mean, the international break is just that time where it's like, well, I mean. I suppose there are one or two things that we could talk about, but at the end of the day, eh, we'll just save them for the next next week. I, yeah, I've had – I watch international football during the summer, but during in-season international breaks, I haven't watched a second of any of it I at do. all. I do because I'm a huge touch. Yeah, it's tough though. I mean – Maybe it's I, just me and I, the baseball playoffs are on, so that's taking precedence for oh, me. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, literally, as we're ending this, let's use our last four minutes here. Okay. Because Kolarov, the center back, literally, as we are ending this, literally, as I was looking at this right about to sign off, has sent us in a question. Um, um, two of them we've answered. Who plays right back versus Barca? Unfortunately, I think we're in agreement that they don't really have a lot of options unless, um, someone has something out of the box to suggest here. No, I mean, I'd. Bre- I don't want to see him, uh, Zablat, to have to play, but he's better than just, you know, yeah. somebody. I think all your other options are worse because if you you can move Stone to the right, but that opens up God knows what in the center of defense. Um, so second question, Pep's evolution looks like what next? We kind of discussed that. So, um, so here's the relevant question. What's the goal for points in the next three Champions League games? Barca twice and at Gladbach. You all right, name I'll, it. I'll go. All right. Go for um, it. Well, Gladbach, we got to get three points. So that said, six. Josh, um, how many points out of those three games do you are you looking for? Four. Yeah, that's my hope. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm being overly pessimistic, but if they can, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. I think I think whatever the case, the Gladbach game is a must-win. I think there's no doubt about that. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. And I think, yeah, that puts them on, that would put them on seven. Um, and then then you have to beat Celtic. But I think if you, if you do that, um, you've, you've given yourself a real chance to get out with, you know, even 10 points, <laughs> as sad as that is. But, yeah, um, 
I'm going with four. Four would be great. I would be happy with four. Yeah, I mean, we're not. They're not playing for first place anymore. I mean, so that's if they if they had beaten Celtic, then yes. But the, the, I think right. that ship is sailing right now. Yeah, oh, that game was cool too. It was. Awful. It's incredible to think that this team is going to be 50 more times loaded. Uh, have that much more firepower uh, on the entire squad and may, may, I say may, not make it out of the group stage. Yep. I still think they will, but, you know, all right. Um, yeah, I know what you're saying, though. Yeah. May. Well, I, I, mean, I, it, I agree with you. You've yeah, a couple yeah. bad injuries and, and some yeah, teams who knows? that come up with the right game plan and there's nothing... See, the problem with the injuries that City have is that there's literally nothing they can do about it. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. But, Greg, All right, you gentlemen. know, you got to get. So, yeah, wrap gentlemen, up. it has been lovely. Um, Ian, thanks again for joining us. We'll definitely be having you on again to talk. Hello. Yeah, I had a good time. Talk more City Matters. Josh, thank you as usual. Um, if you are not subscribed to us on iTunes, you can do that. We are on iTunes. We are sponsored by Blog Talk Radio, and we have a Twitter account. It is at America Citizens. So you can follow us there if you don't already. Um, so that's this has been City Watch's American Citizens. We'll talk to you again soon at some point. Um, thanks for listening. Have a great rest of the week, and we will talk to you again soon. Bye, everybody. Bye.